Spring of Life Fellowship and Pastor Jose Rivera invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. La Iglesia Spring of Life Fellowship y el Pastor José Rivera le invitan a escuchar un mensaje de restauración y fortaleza para su vida. Sea parte de la visión cambiando el mundo. Pastor Joe Rivera. How are you? Vamos a morir juntos, anyway. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good that he's, he loves us so much that he wants to kill us. Get rid of us so he can shine through us. So that's what he's doing with me. He's killing me. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. I have to overcome this fear. If I'm going to be called an overcomer, then I have to overcome all my fears. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> God did something so tremendously yesterday. And I, I sent a text to Pastor uh, Joaquin. And I told him, Joaquin, you have done, or God has done a great job through you with this man. And it was a blessing to be in the midst of them, and to receive what we received yesterday from them. It was a great blessing. I don't know how many can say the same thing, but it was a great blessing yesterday. We had a great time. So we don't have to wait for promise keepers now. We got the promise keepers here. We got the speakers here. Amen? Hallelujah. So after having the time that we had yesterday, I went home and I said, Lord, what should I say tomorrow? Because I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to say today. Or I didn't know what I was going to preach. But then I went and prayed. And by the video that they show, and by what she said, praise the Lord, that's a confirmation for me that what God wants me to speak is what he wants me to speak. So, I was praying, and the Lord told me that in this time is the time for his people to be more consecrated than ever. We are seeing so many things in the world, and we are hearing and seeing so many things that they're they are speaking to our children in the world, even to us. When we are in the, in the midst of the, what's happening in the world, we are seeing that the world just trying to get hold of us and put, them in a, put us in a place that we won't be able to serve God the way he wants us to. Amen? And... Everybody is being consecrated. If you're not being consecrated for the Lord, you're being consecrated for another Lord. But everybody's being consecrated. Consecration, the word consecration means set apart. You're setting apart 
or you're setting yourself apart for something, for something you want to do, something you want God to do, or something that you see that, it, that is in your life and you are setting yourself apart so God can do the work that he wants to do in your life. Okay? So, the same way that God is preparing a people to be sanctified, the devil also is preparing a people. And you can see it all over. You just have to go and turn on your TV. And there's some programs there that I say, Lord, what is this? What are we seeing? I don't know, have you seen those people that they do uh, uh, tattoos? And they put all kinds of things in their body and they look like animals. They don't look like people. And for them, that's great. They're being consecrated. See, they're setting apart themselves for that. But God wants something better for us. And the only way that you and I can be an example, and the only way that we can be world changers, and the only way that we can bring people to our side is if we are consecrated. That's the only way. And there are things in our lives that they need God to come in and to start working in a way that we will say, I'm an example in that area of my life. How am I doing? I'm doing okay? Phew. You don't know how I'm sweating here. <laughs> anyway. When Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, one of the things that he told them, he said, you are of your father, the devil. Because you're doing what your father wants you to do. What was the character of the devil? Or one of the characters that the devil had? He lied. He deceived. He brought division. Right? So, they were being real good disciples of the devil. Because that's what they were doing. They were lying, they were deceiving, and they were doing so many things. They were against the kingdom of God. So when Jesus saw them, and they tried to justify themselves, Jesus came and said, look, don't deceive yourself because you're doing the words of your father. But we're not like that. Right? We're not like that. We want to do the words of our God. And one of the things that God spoke to his people and told them in the book of Exodus, no, uh, Exodus, see, Exodus, chapter 19, verse 6, one of the things that he told them was that they were a holy nation. They were going to be a holy nation. What is that? They were going to be a people that were going to cleanse themselves to serve God. They were going to separate themselves to serve the Lord. Amen? So when we start walking in this life, the first thing that God will tell you is, and listen, God speaks by faith because he knows you're not holy. God knows all the problems that you have in your character, in your life, in your house, everywhere. So when he speaks, he speaks words of faith. 
And he said, you're going to be, listen, you're going to be a holy nation. Hallelujah. How many holy we have here? We are a holy nation. But for in order for us to keep that nation holy, God's going to take us to different paths. And in those paths, God's going to try us. And he's going to take us through situations that we're going to see if we have grown or we're still uh, a midget in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first example that I'm going to show is John. John was a man that he was the first one. They say he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, right? Didn't John say that? And when they tell him, are you the Christ? He said, no, I'm not even worthy to tie his, his, the sandal of his feet. Right? That's what he said. So when Jesus was coming to get baptized, John told Jesus, hey, don't you dare. I should be baptized by you. So he knew God, didn't he? Okay. How many know God here? Good. You're keeping yourself with me, Mila. Okay. So he knew God. He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus doing miracles. And he even baptized Jesus. But then the storm came. And he went into a, a trial. And this same John that knew Jesus, now, now he's sending two of his disciples to ask Jesus if he's the, if he's the Messiah. You understand? There gonna come a time that God's gonna take you through a path that even doubts are gonna come. And that's the time that you have to be firm in the Lord. Amen? That's why we have to consecrate ourselves. Not be be in the world, but not be of the world. See, you have to get them converted to you. Not you being converted to them. Okay? So God will take you. And the first thing that God's going to try, try it on you. No. The first thing that God's going to test, test you is with your faith. Because everything in the walk with God is by faith. Everything. You start by faith. You end by faith. Amen? You receive the Lord by faith. You go into the water baptism by faith, believing that when you go into the water, the old man's going to be buried. Right? And then you receive even the Holy Spirit by faith. People have problems receiving the Holy Spirit. You receive it the same way that you received the Lord when you got converted, by faith. Because everything in this walk is by faith. So God wants you to grow in faith. 
And the only way that he can take you of, uh, to have that kind of growing is if he takes you through trials. Amen? If he takes you through trials, those trials are going to help you, and you're going to see God in a different way. See, John knew God, but when the trial came, he forgot about everything he knew. When the trial came, he didn't know Jesus. He had to send somebody else to ask, are you really the Christ? Are you really the one that we're waiting for? Are you really the one that, that, that are doing the things that they're saying that he's doing? He was in jail. How many are in jail? Not yet, verdad? But God's going to take you there. Not literally, but spiritually, you're going to go to a place. Listen, I have been in a situation that I'm in, in, in the midst of a lot of people. And I feel alone. Have you ever felt that way? And I'm the only one. I'm the normal one here? No. But that's right, right? You're a, you can be in, in a big convention with thousands of people. And you're right there, and you feel like, I'm here. God, you're there, and I'm here. I'm just waiting for you to say something. God will take you through those ways. You know why? Because your confidence can only be in God. And the only way that we can learn that is if God take us to different paths. Is if God take us to different tribulations because it's necessary for us to go through tribulation in order for us to enter the kingdom of God. But those tribulations, if you see them the way that God sees them, those tribulations will cause you to grow in the Lord. If you don't want no tribulation, then Praise God. You won't get no tribulations, and you will stay midget. Amen? But if you want to grow, and if you want to be, the Bible says that when they, when he shall appear, when he shall appear, we shall see him the way that he is. And we shall be like him. So in order for us to be like him, what we have to do? We have to walk the same path that he walked. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, all right. Huh? We have to walk the same path that he walked. Because even though that he was the son of God, he came down here and he took... Uh, a body. Bella? He took a body and he walked and he was tempted in everything but without falling. Why? Because his confidence was in his God. God's going to take you. Mira, if you want to grow in faith, God's going to take you through passes. That is yes, yes, or yes, yes. You understand? God's going to take you through a way that, Lord, I want to grow. Okay. I want you to grow too. 
Lord, but I don't have no faith. Don't worry, I'll give it to you. Lord, give me faith. And there's a lot of people asking for faith. Right? So God will take you through, through an experience that in the natural, you cannot go through it. In the natural, any of ninguno de nosotros, any of us, right? any of us cannot go through the path that God takes us through in the natural. That's why I believe so much in the grace of God. Because the grace of God is the one that takes you from one corner to the other. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, you won't be here today. And God will use anywhere, use anybody. He will use anything or anywhere to deal with you. So the only thing that will make that easier for us to go through is if we are consecrated, set apart for the Lord. Amen? We need that. We need that. We need to be consecrated to God. There was another, there's another example about Ruth and Noemi. Noemi? Naomi. She had two daughters-in-law. And there's a lot of people like that. When things start getting tough, what do they do? They kiss you and they say, so long. I'll see you later. This is not for me. You're too tough. You're too religious. I cannot handle this. There's people like that. Mela? That was the, one of the daughters. Olfa. That was Olfa. When everything was doing good or was going okay, she was happy. And there's people like that. When everything is going okay, they're happy. But it, that's the same way it was David. David, one day, he dared himself say, in my prosperity, I will not be moved. And God said, oh, yeah? Okay. And if you read Psalm 10, verse 1, God separated himself from David. And his confession changed. Okay? Then his confession changed. And he said, where are you, Lord? In the time of my troubles, where are you? God was there. The same way that he was there when he told him that he wasn't going to be moved in his prosperity. So many times we say that to the Lord. When everything is doing good, everybody is hallelujah and praise the Lord. ¿Verdad? And that's good. But God wants the same confession when everything is good and when everything is going not that good. Because everything is good. But we feel that it's not that good. 
¿Verdad? Es like a few. ¿Cómo se llama eso? Un tamarindo. Tamarindo. Un tamarindo. ¿Ok? You all, you all know what is that. Have you seen the faces that people make when they eat that? ¿Verdad? That's, that's, that's the kind of faces that they, make, that they make. They like it. They don't want to eat it probably. They want that to be, to have a different taste. They eat in it, but they don't quite like it. That's the same way when you're walking with God. There are things that you're going to go. <laughs> you don't like it. But that's the path that you choose to walk. Amen? You told the Lord, I want to grow. He said, fine. You told the Lord, Lord, I want to have faith. He said, fine. Here's a tamarindo. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Don't change your prayer now. See, sometimes we pray without knowing. We ask things without knowing what, how God is going to give it to us. We just pray. We have to pray. So we just, why don't you just pray for our Father? That's it. That would be better. You won't get less trouble. But when you tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be separated. Lord, I want to be consecrated for you. Then God's going to take your word. And he wants the confession or he wants the decision that Ruth made. And when everything was going wrong, when they didn't have no hope of having a husband, when they didn't have no money or no food, no clothes, nothing, when they didn't have nothing, one of them took off and left the mother-in-law, but the other one stayed And she said, don't tell me to leave you. That's what Paul said in Romans chapter 8. Not death or espada, uh, sword, nothing will separate me from the, from the love of God, right? The same thing that Ruth said, in other words. Ruth said, don't tell me to leave you. Your God is going to be my God. Your land is going to be my land. Where you go, I'm going to go. But many times we don't say that. That part we don't say. Because if God sends you to a, Listen, yesterday we saw a lot of missionaries. I saw a lot of missionaries here. Oh, we all want to go to Hawaii. Lord, send me to Hawaii. <laughs> I want to be a missionary in Hawaii. When I was in El Salvador... Uh, a, a few other believers there, they, they wanted to come for the ministry. They said, Pastor, why don't you talk to your elders to see if they can send me to Miami. Everybody wanted, come, everybody wanted to come to Miami. But God probably will send you to the depths, the darkest parts of Santo Domingo. Or Nicaragua. Or Guyana. Where do you want to be consecrated? One time I told the Lord, Lord, I want to know you as my healer. 
And a few days went by. And when you are in the foreign countries, you eat things, you drink, drink things that you won't do it here. Right? So I got sick. The doctor came, he said, you have mal malaria. I said, oh, Lord. But my faith was that God was going to heal me. So I was like a week in bed, shaking with fever, shaking. And I said, Lord, please heal me. Have mercy on me. Then one of these spiritual sons came. And he said, brother, I have something for you to drink. And I just took it and drink it in the name of Jesus. I didn't know that that was the sustancia of a garrobo. That's a lizard. And when he told me, you just drink that, I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Now heal me two times. <laughs> now I really need a healing. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to know God, but we don't want to go through where God had to take us to show himself. Okay? So if you want to know God, listen, if you want to go to another step with the Lord, then God will take you through things and through paths that you wouldn't even imagine. But that's the only way that then you can testify and be an example of a consecrated life and a man or a woman that knows God. Because that time, I realized that God will use anything to heal people. And that's true. It's not only for the time of the Bible. God still heals people. Mela? So there's people that when things are going bad, they'll run away. And we have seen them. But there are others that they will stay. And they, will, they are faithful to God. Amen? And they'll stay and they won't care what they go through. They'll stay there. And they'll go through tribulations and they'll go through necessities and they'll go through everything and even people in the church will get against them and they'll stay there and they are firm there and the place that God put them. Right? There are people like that. There are people that say, no, I'm not leaving. I remember a believer that they were going to throw her out of the church because she was too much. And she said, if you throw me out of the church, you will go out, out the door and I'll come in through the window. But I'm not leaving. Because she wanted to stay. She knew she had problems. But she wanted God to change her life. And that's what God is expecting from us. Our desire to be consecrated. You cannot, God cannot consecrate you if you don't give yourself to be consecrated. We cannot be different of the world. If we don't give ourselves to the Lord. And for you men. Happy, happy Father's Day. Men. You are. The washed men. 
en español los atalayas. Ah, the watchtower. Man, you are the watchtower of your house. So I'm going to give you a present today. You are the one to see, the one to hear, the one to discern, and the one that talks for your house, for your family. And you know what the Bible says about the watchman in the watchtower? You know what the Bible says? They were supposed to be there washing for the enemy. That the enemy won't come in into Israel and destroy Israel. And if they didn't do their job, the blood of the people that got killed from the enemy was going to come upon them. God was going to Put them responsible for the life they were lost. And that's the same way with us men. Hello? Hello? Amen? That's the same way with us men that has family, has children. And even those that don't have children and family yet, but they're going to have them soon. Amen? God wants you to be in the lookout. Not fooling around with the Lord. Or not fooling around when you walk with God. Be consecrated. Set yourself apart. So God can do the work that he wants to do in your life. So you can be a watchman for your family. And the only way that you can do that is, is if you consecrate yourself. So... When you consecrate yourself and you come into God's presence, you will realize the obligation that you have in God with your family. And once you understand that, then you understand also that God has put you there to be a watchman for your family. Hello? Amen? That's what God wants us to remember. Today is a good day to remember that. Because today is a Father's Day. Mela, you're the one that God has given eyes to look and to watch for the enemy. Because there's a lot of things that sometimes come into our homes that we don't see or we don't want to see. Yesterday, Brother Kenny showed a video of a program and TV that I got sick of it. When I saw that, I said, my God, that's terrible. What was his name, the guy? Al Bundy. My Lord, have mercy. I don't know how people could see that. And not only that, he was showing people how to kill his wife. Hello? He said, he was singing a song, right? He was singing a song, and then he goes into his bathroom, bathroom, su cuarto, and look at his bed. His bed was empty, and he do this. Go to the side where his wife was sleeping, and he go. <laughs> you probably don't believe this, but in the, in the, con in the back conscience, la con su conciencia, subconscious of a person, when they see that, that's there. 
That stays there. And you know what happened? Next time, what would they, what they have problem with their wife, what they would do? That's what they were teaching. That kind of a sample. That's a disgrace for a man. To think that, that's a disgrace. Not only that, that should be a shame. I don't want to watch that movie, that kind of program. That's terrible. And that's what our children are watching or our friends are watching. And they just laugh about it. They just make fun of it. <laughs> it's like the other program that the dog is the one that has the, the intelligence. Family Guy. That's another terrible program. The smart guy, the smart person there is the dog. Imagine. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. But that's what people like. Sex in the city. Sex in the city. Have you seen that? No? Huh. I'm just throwing at it. To see how many sees and how many don't see. Sex in the city. Ah, showing women how to go and have a good time. That's what the world is sharing. And that's what the world is offering. That's the kind of consecration they want for their God. Amen? Everybody's getting consecrated. People of God is getting consecrated for the Lord. And people in the world are getting consecrated for the Lord. That's why the Bible says, who, who is clean, clean, more, clean yourself more. Who is dirty, dirty yourself more. There is no gain. So, men, you are the eyes of your house. Men, you are the ears of your house. You're the one that's supposed to be hearing the word of God, the counsel of God for your people, for your family. For your daughters and son. Amen? Amen? You are the eyes, the ears, the nose. You should have discernment to discern what is good and what is bad. What should come, what should come in, in the house and what should not come in the house. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? And you should have always, always the word of God in your mouth. It's easy to condemn people. It's real easy. To tell people what they don't have. But it's hard and it's difficult to encourage people. And we should be people to be always encouraged one another. The word of God should always be in our mouth. We should be a watchman. Amen? God is calling us to be a watchman. The enemy is waiting for you to give him a chance so he can come in and go into the, into the city. You know what happened to Israel? They forgot about their enemy, and the enemy came into the city and killed almost everybody in one of the times. They didn't know that the enemy can come through the doors. Of Jerusalem. When I was in El Salvador, the troops of the army used to go out and do exercise, and they take their shotguns 
Oh, at that time, they didn't take the shotguns. They just went out for running, for jogging. One day they went out, and the same group they thought came in. They went to the camp. All the other soldiers were sleeping, and they took their knife and started killing soldiers. When they realized, because one of the soldiers went into the, one of the rooms and saw these guys killing the other one, cutting their throat, they realized they were not soldiers. They were gorillas. You know what they did? They took that group, they went out for jogging, they killed them all, changed their clothes, and came into the camp and killed their soldiers. The devil's doing the same thing. If you let him, he'll come in into your house and start killing. That's why we have to be consecrated in everything. Consecrated our minds, our eyes, our thoughts. How do we consecrate our thoughts? Easy. Reading the Word of God. You cannot think, think, pensar, ¿verdad? Think, to Things at the same time. You only think one. So if you meditate in the Word of God, you will always have the Word of God in your mind. Not only in your heart, but in your mind. And when the devil comes and tries to put things in your mind, he won't be able to because it's full of the Word of God. That's a consecrated person. If you're having problem with your eyes, pray and ask the Lord, Lord, sanctify my eyes. I want to be a watchman. I want to use my eyes for the things of your kingdom, not other things. And God will do it. God will take us through. So God's desire for us is to be consecrated. God's desire for us is to be men and women that are like the watchmen. Fathers, you need to be a watchman. Amen? Don't let your sons or daughter tell you what to do. You're the authority in the house. You're the one that if something happened to them, God's going to call you. Not them, you. That's the same way that God told the watchmen in the Bible. He told them, look, your job is to wash. Don't let the enemy come in. But if you let the enemy come in and something happen, I'm going to call you. That's your resp responsibility. And I'm going to demand from you what I have put in your hands. So that's why God is always telling his people to be consecrated. God took the people of Israel to the mountain of Zion. And he spoke to them. 
and he told them, be sanctified. Amen? So that's the word that the Lord has for you today. I'm going to keep my mouth shut now. I don't have nothing else to say. Let's all stand. Let's make a decision today. You're there in your, and you share there. You can make a decision, and you can start thinking the things that you've been, you have been watching, the things you have been doing, the things you have been saying, and the Holy Spirit have told you today because I know that during the time that I was talking, the Holy Spirit was talking to your, to your conscience. And those things that the Holy Spirit told you, then just ask the Lord, Lord, give me grace. I don't want to be like that show, Bundy. I don't want to be like that guy. I want to be a son of God. I want to be an example. I want to be a watchman. I want to please you. And the only way that I can please you is if I only consecrate myself, my life. This is not, many people, when they hear that word, consecration, right away the devil will bring to their mind, oh, they're getting religious. That's not religious. That's just part of life, of this life. We have to separate ourselves from the Lord. We have to be different of other people. You cannot be like the world. We cannot be like others. God has given us a high calling to be the bride of Christ, to sit beside him in his throne. That's a high calling. So that's why he demands. Hallelujah.